This edition of Nation Talk is being brought to you by Scotiabank. Respecting your past, trusting your future. Think what we can achieve together. You're listening to another edition of Nation Talk. I'm Jennifer Ashawasage. In today's episode, we'll be discussing a new school of architecture at Laurentian University in Sudbury, Ontario. The new school will be incorporating Aboriginal culture into its curriculum, which is the first school of architecture to do so in the country. Terence Galvin is the director of the School of Architecture at Laurentian University, and he'll tell us about the new school and its curriculum. The community began this great vision several years ago of an really exactly what you said, what's an architecture school like for the North? What is the design culture that uh, a place like Sudbury would add to by having an architecture school and an architecture program? And um, it's complex because at one level we want to have the program be developed so that it deals with that wide northern set of issues. And of course there's a huge First Nations community in Sudbury as well as all around Sudbury into the north. So um, they had a clear vision and I've come to really now implement that and through community consultation and working on the design of the building with Levitt Goodman Architects uh, from Toronto, we're able to mirror the curriculum and the building. So like a round room being designed for the building is getting talked about with people in the community the placement of a fire pit. We just had a fire, a sunrise ceremony uh, at the end of November ourselves with uh, Chief Miller and the Whitefish community here in Naughton. And so those are all small but important symbolic steps to set the school off on a track of Francophone culture, First Nations, Métis and Inuit cultures, and everybody else. So it's really about the North that's going to be grounded in working heavily with communities in the North and trying to attract First Nation students to be able to come into the program and hopefully go back to their communities and be Aboriginal architects. Well, that's certainly very exciting. And so how will um, First Nation, Métis, and um, Inuit culture be integrated into um, the curriculum? We're off, uh, as I say, to a good start, and then we've had several public discussions with people, in the, beginning with the Friendship Centre across the road from where the school will be in the former Market Square on, on Elm Street in Sudbury. The centre is right there on the other side of the tracks, literally. Uh, I think hands-on learning, we're talking about you know building things at full scale. That's an important issue in general for architects, I think, to learn how to build things. So whether we build an ice hut or whether we, we build a birch bark canoe together with faculty and students, they'll be learning principles about building that'll come first from hands-on learning and then maybe later theorizing. Uh, we've actually made that a principle that we'll come to theory through practice rather than the other way around, not first reading about how to make a window and then hoping one day that you get to see one being installed, really to go out and make a window, make a birch bark canoe, build the ice hut, be in a community and doing work and drawing from the community information that lets you develop your skills as an architect. Very good. Of course, um, everybody learns by doing. Um, so what kind of uh, participation have you had from elders in this? Uh, another good point. I think Laurentian, you know, does have a tricultural mandate with um, 10% or so of the students at Laurentian are from First Nations, uh, Métis Inuit background. And uh, there's 11 faculty on staff right now at Laurentian that are also um, First Nations. So there are three elders on the campus right now that work with different departments and offer workshops and teach language and counsel people about Aboriginal knowledge. So um, the plan is to have a fourth come on board, perhaps with an Inuit perspective, and then have the elders be in the school at least two days a week in order to um, share their knowledge with students, and not just with First Nation students, but with everyone. The idea is to say a kind of three 
three-pronged um, curriculum and a three-pronged group with Francophone and First Nations and everybody else is to have people learn from each other's perspectives. So the elders will, will be there for First Nations students, but they'll also be there to, to talk and um, teach students from any background that come into the program. So that's an important piece I think Laurentian does well now, and we're going to borrow and build upon that in order to get a presence of elders, like having artists in residence. We'll also have artists in residence, and hopefully a series of art throughout the building that's embedded in the building will also come from a competition we're hoping to plan um, that may promote younger Aboriginal artists to do works in the school that stay permanently installed in the school. I also understand uh, through what you've been saying, you've done a lot of uh, work in the community, uh, work with uh, Niswakamak Friendship Center and other students and the Atikmikshing uh, First Nation community. And so um, as far as recruitment goes, um, what kind of interest have you had um, from First Nation communities for people to attend this? It's one of the big challenges. I, I came here saying that it was going to be not an easy thing, given that there's only five or so architects in the country that ever you know, went through schools, and those schools weren't particularly directed towards any First Nations perspective. So this is the most difficult challenge, but also it's the most uh, historic moment. I, I think it's clear to say now that making an architecture school that's going to include First Nations perspectives doesn't exist in Canada. You know, if someone says there might be a course or two in a school in Canada, that's true. If someone says there are great departments, other universities that, that deal with Native studies and, and perspectives, that's certainly true. But an architecture school that would train students from First Nations communities to go back into those communities much like the Northern Ontario School of Medicine has done here. That has continued to be a role model for us, and I think if we could do some of that, what they've done with medicine and doctors going back into the communities for health, if we could do that with issues on, say, housing and architecture and building and community work, um, medicine gardens, you know, that's part of architecture as well, with the landscape and ecology, uh, issues of climate change, certainly health, health, well-being, housing, all those subjects are we have to do huge work on as an architecture school in the north, and uh, if we do that properly and are able to attract students into the programs, and we need to talk about that even in interviews like this, to get the word out there and make it a possibility for students to think I could become an architect as a profession, that it's a possibility. So when I talked to Chief Miller in Whitefish, he was saying, you know, you have to start in grade nine, and, and many people have said that. We want to we get the word out to much younger students that a career and a profession in design as an architect and going back to your community is a real, it's a real possibility, and it's in fact essential. So, Aboriginal architect, you know, we printed a card with those two words on it to say it's a possibility. You are from an Aboriginal community, and you have a chance to go and become trained and learn this profession in order to go back and help your community. All right, and so besides that challenge of uh, recruitment. There's another challenge, I think, and it's the um, political climate right now. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Idle No More campaigns where First Nations are wanting um, attention from the federal government because of the big omnibus bill going through. But First Nations have also been facing uh, much funding cuts to things like health and housing and education. And do you think that um, quite possibly throw a wrench in uh, the vision for the architecture school? We're definitely trying to start modestly and funding they have a 2% cap on funding has been definitely a huge obstacle. We're trying to fundraise for the program for the School of Architecture so that we can offer not everyone, but certainly offer some students funding. And my ideal would be to be able to bring certain students in, give them scholarships.
scholarships and fund them right throughout the program. It's a four-year undergraduate program and then a two-year graduate program. So I'm certainly aware, you know, there's mythologies surrounding people thinking bank councils pay for every student, and that's not true. So we are also fundraising and have the development office at Laurentian doing a great job in raising uh, monies. Like, we got $100,000 this year from the Laurentian Alumni Fund that we're able to direct um, into the School of Architecture, especially for First Nations students and needy students from other groups. So that's not the only um, bursary we've uh, gathered so far. So it's an issue. It'll always be an issue. But I think if we start modestly and can fund some people, it's a beginning. And so the school is slated to, uh, or construction is going to be complete in 2015, I understand? For the final building. But no, we open our doors. We're starting a program for 2013. People are applying now which is why uh, February 1st is our, our deadline for application with a portfolio that you, where you would describe your experience and why you would want to um, think about a career in architecture. So now we start in the renovated farmer's market is for next September 2013, and the CP Telegraph building where the Casa Mexicana is, those are both going to be renovated for 2013, and the new building, which is a long elm in front of there, that'll be completed for 2015. But uh, no, this year is our big year for getting the word out for recruitment and uh, visiting different schools, talking to guidance counselors. There have to be other ways to reach um, through the media as well, like yourselves, to to uh, just get the word out there. And then if people are interested to contact um, Kate Bowman and us at the School of Architecture at Lark Street, and uh, that's all on the website of Laurentian, as well as on, uh, if you Google architecture and Laurentian. Um, and then if students contact us, we want to try and have a couple of workshops, even in January, to bring students in, potential students that may want to come into the program, mature students. We really want to reach people that are of different backgrounds and, and may be mature students and want to have a background in construction and then think about a career in architecture. It's a different kind of architect school. It's not the typical kind of leave your background, leave your ethnic origins, leave everything you learned at the door because now you're going to unlearn that and learn this other language called architecture. There's many schools that work that way and it's out there. But this is really a school that's going to be at a, from a, opening its doors with a really different vision of embracing um, as I, all the things we said, knowledge through learning, through making, embracing existing resources and practice of Native communities. And we want people to feel they can learn some skills, continue learning with us in a lifelong way, and go back and make a difference in their communities. As I say, it's what the medical school has done that exceptionally well. I'm hoping that we can follow in their footsteps. Thank you for listening to this edition of Nation Talk. I'm Jennifer Ashawasage. This edition of Nation Talk has been brought to you by Scotiabank. Respecting your past, trusting your future. Think what we can achieve together.